0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Portland, Oregon, man. This is rad. What's up, dude? What's up? Not much, man. Taking this whole thing in. This is this is really fucking cool. I told you that already, but it's really cool to see a building that has like a bunch of stuff. Like all kinds of people in here, artists. Print shop. You got the studio back there. That's pretty cool, man. How did you find this
1: place? Um, well, I was practicing uh, in a place nearby, and one of the bandmates that we were practicing, they found this warehouse, and uh, I was kind of skeptical of it at first because, you know, <laughs> it's just some random just spot, warehouse. you know, some warehouse. <laughs> um, but when we got here, it was just this amazing space that was just one big open floor, and uh, it was really cool from start to finish. And this place has evolved like 20 million times. It's yeah, A lot of things have happened in this building.
0: That's cool. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys don't know who this guy is, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Wilson, Bridge City Sessions, uh, print media design, uh, pretty handsome guy also. Uh,
1: thanks for having me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, thanks for that introduction. Um, So, yeah, um, this place has just really uh, been just, you know, evolving. It used to be a practice space. You know, we did some light recording, a few records here and there. And um, then in January of 16, when Bridge City, you know, started putting out, you know, we Recorded our first one in um, December of 15, put our first session out in January of 16. So it took us about a month to kind of get everything together um, and ready to release. And then ever since then, it's been evolving and kind of getting better. Uh, Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So since our very first session with Western Settings to now, um, things have come, you know... A, a long way. So,
0: and you just put out something with Western Settings recently too, right?
1: So they just came here uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's been almost four years. So they were our very first session, and they haven't come back as a full band until uh, they just came back the other day, and uh, or a couple weeks ago, and. They had all original members, which was amazing because they had tons of fill-ins in between Then They had lost their guitar player, Dylan, for a while and replaced him with Thomas, and they had different fill-in drummers. I mean, the day before they came in, they had the drummer from the Dodges filling in, and then they just came in, and it was really exciting for me to do our second session because things have evolved so much. Right. And... We were so excited about that that when we talked to Will, um, we arranged for uh, two songs to be recorded on the rooftop, which is uh, a big flat roof. You can see the city background. It's really awesome. I'll take you up there. Yeah, dude, yeah. I'd love to check that out. Yeah, it's hell uh, yeah. Yeah, before round seven, golden hour. It's just really pretty. You know, it's oh, okay. Setting.
0: Oh okay, yeah. Yeah,
1: um, but yeah, I'll take you up there. Uh, but yeah, we did a couple songs up there. And, uh, you know, it was just really cool because uh, watching their show here is what inspired me to want to capture something here. So to come full circle, to get them, you know, a second time after everything has evolved, Mm -hmm. you know, because we experimented with them as our first session. We didn't know it was going to be successful. We didn't know how it was going to turn out. Yeah. Um, We've never done anything. Did you think it'd go this long? I mean, of course, everyone probably hoped it would, but like you know, man, the first couple of years were real rough. We had, um, you know, a lot of people come and go from our crew that weren't super invested because there wasn't a lot of money, right? Um, and so there was a there was a big gap in where we were really going for it. You know, like I'd say when we got our um, mixing engineer, Chris Finster. He really helped us get through a lot of our back catalog and do all the mixing and do a really really good job. So he kind of like lit that fire and then we were just like, all right, now that we can be caught up with our release schedule, we'll just uh you know, find better camera guys, people more reliable and and just make it happen and um you know, to answer your question, I didn't know it was going to be a big thing. I didn't know how long it was going to last, but I was really passionate about creating content for bands because I'm a musician myself. Yeah. And then when I thought to start Bridge City Media and Design, it just seemed to make sense that a band can come here and we can do their merch, we can do their videos, we can do concept music videos, we can do their full-length recording. Yeah. So like I just a one-stop shop. For yeah, I'm just for everybody. I'm just thinking, you know, like why make bands go to five different places for all these different Mm -hmm. services when they can just come hang out here yeah and we can travel we can um, you know do whatever I think we're pretty likable guys so we're easy to work with yeah Um, our other camera guys uh, you'll meet tomorrow and uh, they're uh, super awesome guys like the best we have the best team you can see that, I
0: think, in the videos with the other bands when they're playing here. You know, they're relaxed, they're ready to go, they're having a good time. That also probably, they might, some of them might be on tour, so they are kind of have that tour tightness going on, you know what I mean? But you yeah. can see in, in the bands when they're playing here, there's not really, like, they don't seem, no one seems on edge here, you know?
1: Yeah, there's very and it's little... a cool atmosphere,
0: man. It's a cool, like, rad building, you know? Yeah. Walked up and saw, like, I don't know, 15 different people doing 15 different things. It was
1: cool. Yeah, the the as- the atmosphere that we really try to um accomplish here is just making them feel relaxed as possible and welcoming welcoming them and you know just as friends because uh we know that when people are paying for a recording the last thing i want to do is add stress yeah and you know could be hot could be cold uh could be you know that they're rough from tour and then we charge them and and then add all this stress.
0: So we're just super relaxed. Yeah, so with the building, do you also have to like battle the elements as well, like hot or cold or anything like that?
1: In the summertime, there are some hot days, but I feel like most of the bands sweat anyway, so it it might be a little uncomfortable when it's hotter, but I think um, every time that I've questioned whether a band's going to be as good or not if it's too hot when the session finally comes out it's usually good and I just tend to just you know and the bands are used to hot places like there's a few bands that came in this summer um, that you know it was a little warm and when I mentioned it they're like oh yeah I was just in Phoenix or I was just here and they're (laughs) like yeah this is nothing (laughs) so you know I being a Portland Native, I kind of get used to that weather, and I don't really realize how hot it is in other places.
0: Yeah. Oh man,
1: I I just moved to Milwaukee from
0: Texas, so like the summer, my first full summer in Milwaukee now, I'm walking around and I'm hearing people like, "Oh my God, it's so hot!" blah blah. I'm just like, man, you have no idea. Yeah. Because Texas will torch you. will yeah. Light you on fire. Yeah, man. <laughs> I bet. Talking to my like friends and they're like, Oh God, like it's a hundred degrees down here right now. I was Like, really it's like eighty, nice breeze. This is pretty nice over here. I'm pretty good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The weather here is pretty nice. The the summer this summer was super relaxed. There wasn't very many hot days. No. Um the weather's been changing every year, though, like she's oh, yeah. been acting different yeah, I do it is <laughs> I, I gotta say it's probably fucking global warming, I think it is man, but uh everything's going crazy like uh weather has been acting crazy lately, and uh yeah, it's just nuts.
0: no it's there's something going on it just it can't be normal like that yeah. like this shit can't be normal, yeah man, so how many bands do you think you've you've recorded at Brucew city session
1: um we I I made a count like towards the beginning of the year. Um, I want to say we're probably at two hundred and fifty, maybe you know, going on three hundred. I mean, it's, dude, like we stay pretty busy, and uh, I think we have to have like a thousand videos live by now. I, I oh yeah, I like no, because you're
0: doing multiple videos for, for each band. Each, so yeah. if you're doing like three videos at least, I'm just, I'm just throwing yeah, that out there uh, for two, for three hundred bands. Like, yeah, dead. you're coming up on 1,000, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so um, I think, and, and, you know, we haven't put out every single session that we ever did because in the first year, like, we were just trying to get out sessions and nobody was really paying, so the, you know, people demanding that all of their songs came out wasn't really a priority. We were just like, all right, we need to get out two songs for this week, even though they did four. Um, because we were just trying to get people 's sessions out, right um, we lost an engineer, and uh he um, was our host and our engineer, and you know he was doing all the mixing too, so when he left, we were sitting with like thirty bands we were just like shit like we just recorded a shit ton of bands and then had no one to mix it um and so until we found Chris. Finster, uh, we tried out uh, Josh Garcia. Um, he worked at Motor Studios at the time. I don't know if he still does, but um, that's the Fat Rack Studios. Oh, okay. Um, Motor Studios, and yeah, super cool guy. Um, known him for a while, so reached out to him. Um, but you know, when you're talking to an engineer of that status, it's kind of hard to. Get somebody invested full time if you don't have that money. Yeah, you you don't have
0: the back and forth, and yeah, it's. But, I mean, you guys are killing it though right now.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Chris is. Yeah, dude. He is. He is on it. It doesn't matter if we're doing one band a week or two bands a week, three bands a week. He's on it, and. um, And so I
0: just heard the knockdown record, which is fucking badass. That really does sound really good. Um, Is that the first band that you guys have recorded here? Like for an album?
1: No, actually, um, I think since Chris has been here doing records, because Mike Ulysses is the guy that that rents this floor. He's the, you know, I would say the the landlord of this floor. Gotcha. And it's his room and his gear, and I hired Chris to come in here and do mixing and mastering. So since Chris has been here, um, I'd say he's probably done at least, or around maybe 10 records. Um, I mean, I'm probably, I might be off by a couple. Um, he may have done more. I mean, he's he's a busy guy. Um, mm. But some of the notable ones that I would say are uh, that stand out to me are a, ba- a local band called Throw, um, another local band called Second Best, which they recorded almost two years ago and it's still not out. They took a lot of time on it and mm. it's supposed to be mastered this week or we're supposed to have it in our hands soon. But right. um, so second best, um, there's been, uh, you know, Knockdown is, is the newest, um, but we've done a lot of other things too. Um, but yeah, my, some of my favorites are definitely Throw, Thurman, Knockdown, Second Best, um, and yeah, there was like a couple records that were done before Chris was here. Oh, okay, but it wasn't like a super serious thing. It was just like Mike had a hobby of doing recording, and he just it's like we could do it, so let's yeah, do it. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. right on. Yeah.
0: No man, that the Knock down record sounds fucking killer. I actually really enjoyed it. The blending, the whole mixing of it was really nicely done, and the and the tracks that you had, the recordings of it. just has really good quality. It's cool that you got it in there also, because I would not think that that would be, like, a place where to get good sounds. You know what I mean? It's just a big open room. Yeah. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. You just don't know,
1: you know? Well, that's the thing. We got real lucky with, um... Once we opened up that room and we took down a wall that was dividing those two rooms, um, we, uh were able to you know build up that stage and find the sweet spot where the drums sound really good mm-hmm. And then everything else just I mean we put all these baffles on the walls and you know you know raised the, the, the flooring, built up that stage and uh, that is one of the best sounding rooms I've heard. I mean every band really digs how good that room sounds yeah. and especially for drums like it, it should be advertised as a drum room. But we have so many sessions and full-length recordings that we you know, kind of fall short on advertising for it being a drum room. But it's a really good-sounding drum room. No, I like it. I like it a lot. Very tall ceilings, all like wood beams, and it just traps yeah. the sound real nice.
0: Very cool. <clears throat> and then the acoustic acts that I've seen on here as
1: well have sounded really good, too. Yeah. Um, I bet that's a hell of a lot easier, right? Oh, it's it is a lot easier, but it's a uh, it's funny because we built our own stage and we haven't like secured it super tight, so there's <laughs> a lot of creaking. So when we do acoustic sessions, we have to like find our spot oh, okay. and kind of like stay there and just and move our cameras uh, carefully without making creaking <laughs> sounds because um, you know Yotam Tom Ben Horn um, from Useless ID he's come in like three four times or something, and uh, every time he comes in, like, we have this situation where we're, like, trying to, like, avoid making creaking sounds, and, um, yeah, since it's not secure, and, like, once, you know, if he moves around a lot while he's playing, it's like the mic's kind of moving around a little bit, so, you know, we're... We're going to try to secure everything down and find that sweet spot so we don't have any creaking <laughs> sounds. Dude, because
0: I, I move around a
1: lot. Like, when I play, like, I definitely don't really stand oh, that natu- in one stop, yeah. you know? Like, do whatever you do naturally on stage for us. It's totally fine unless, you know, I don't know if your guitar has a DI or not. It does. Okay, so... As long as we have DI, then we know we're solid there. If you move away from the mic a little bit... Oh, right. You know, we can we can adjust a little. I got gotcha, you, yeah. And we'll have probably multiple mics on you, um, so it'll pick up enough of the sound to where when it all blends in, it'll be fine. Gotcha. Um, but it's fine because if you're making the noise, you can make the floors creak all you want. Oh, right. It's just <laughs> it's like when... It's like if you're still and. Not moving, and then there's like these creaks and stuff. It's like, you know, it's very distracting, um, and we don't want us to be in the audio. You know, we don't want to be right. So that's another thing. It's, our, it's, it's my cracks. It's all right.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. No.
1: yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we we encourage people to just rock out and do whatever they do live because that's what they people want to see when they see that band. Mm-hmm. So they want to see exactly what they do live, so that's what we encourage. Even if it's got stage banter or any of that, you know, other stuff. There's been people bring props even. Right. I know some some of the bands will do their own uh, intros. Yeah, it's been a thing that we encourage now because we uh, hit up Brian from Pairs. Yeah. And he was the one that did the normal one that you hear. Yeah. You know the um, and. Uh, we figured instead of, you know, going through that same, like, he, he has a website, or he's on a website called, like, Downright or something like that, and there's all these artists that, you know, Chris Cresswell from Flatliners, there's, like, the Matt Pryor from the Get Up Kids, there's, like, all these great artists, and you can just pay them... Like fifty bucks or hundred, hundred and fifty, and they'll write a little jingle for you. No shit. And so I man. literally like went on that website and I was like, Brian, you have to write something. <laughs> and so he wrote something and you know, it was cool for a while, but we started to get all these different genres of music and I was like, Man, this kind of punk rock aggressive thing doesn't work for every band. Right. And so I was like, We should get the bands to do it, you know, instead of hiring other really good artists that, you know, kind of expensive rates to write jingles. Right. Um, you know, which I would really love to fucking get, like, the Get Up Kids, the singer from the Get Up Kids or Flatliners to write a little jingle. That would be That would, that be, would cool. be cool. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. I'm still probably going to end up doing it sometime in the future. But it's been really cool having bands do their own because it's the audio for their session. Right. So it makes sense. And, yeah, some people have fun with it. Some people... Yeah write really crazy stuff um did you hear taking meds this last week no they had some like crazy guitar tapping thing that was just like it just sounded really silly (laughs) some people take it serious and it'll be like a like a serious thing and some people just have fun with it
0: i started working on one because i wanted to do one and then for some reason the only thing that could come out was very like cowpoke country kind of thing and that's not really my bag but for some reason it's the only way it came out and I was like oh man this is it this is all all that's coming out oh man I have
1: uh, I have um, one of my favorites just because it's just really pretty is I like the Amigo the Devil uh, bumper he's got this cool banjo and then you know says the Bridge City Sessions line okay and uh I had him do another take of it where he kind of like threw some kind of like, you know, 80s kind of rock flair on it. <laughs> and that's what I have as my ringtone. And uh, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I, I've been kind of saving a few of them on my phone as ringtones because they're kind of like, kind of funny. You know, it's funny, I don't know why I thought of
0: this, but when you mentioned the theater and the porn shop or whatever, uh, I actually, from seeing you guys, from seeing Live at the Rock Room, like Mike do his thing, I've actually been thinking about doing one of my own there in Milwaukee, uh, but really simple, uh, just out of my apartment and only doing acoustic acts. Uh,
1: So you're talking about a venue or porn? (laughs) I was getting to the I was getting to the porn part. Okay, let's okay. get into it. All right,
0: <laughs> uh, I wanted to call the the YouTube channel live from the Lion's Den because okay. I live on Lion Street. If you see any of my like artwork from my Mark Allen stuff, yeah, like it's the lion, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I live on Lion Street, so I was like, oh, this is perfect. Call it live at the Lion's Den. The other day, uh, I was playing a show uh, in Omaha, and on the way back, I saw this big uh sign. You know, there was like adult store, you know, 10 miles down, mm-hmm. come out to the lion's den. And I was just like, oh, God damn it. Like, I was going to use that for yeah. my thing. Yeah. And so now I'm like imagining like if I go through with it with the same name, people are going to like Google lion's den. And they're going to be like, see like, oh, what's this live from the lion's den? Oh, they must do like
1: live cam shows or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, but... I mean, if you're saying that the company is called Lions Den, the, the 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 shop is called the Lions Den. Yeah. So if yours is live, live at the Lions yeah, Den. Yeah. Then then the, those names will be completely different. So you're safe. You're safe. i I just saw it. Like I, just, I don't know when when it was. We just wanted to go Omaha, but I just, Oklahoma, but I just yeah. saw it. I was like, oh god, damn it. <laughs> yeah. No. I think you're safe. I think you're good. Um, there's a lot of Bridge City related names is in there? Portland. Um, yeah the um, next door to us is Bridge City Cycles. We've got, uh, there is another Bridge City Sessions, um, but I think they're like a Christian session that I haven't seen too much of. And I I don't even think it's a thing anymore. I'm not sure. But uh, I, you know, I came up with my name and then started Googling around and I found like one video that had something related and it was like it seemed like some Christian thing that probably didn't ever go anywhere so um yeah I had a bunch of different names I was trying to yeah yeah it was it was kind of tough because you know when you're thinking punk rock aesthetic kind of and but also being very friendly towards you know I, I didn't want it to to seem like it was only like a punk channel yeah and or that we were only catering to some you know so I was trying to make something very general but cool it rolls off the tongue pretty nicely I will say Bridge City Sessions a lot of people say Bridge Shitty Sessions (laughs) and I think it's fucking hilarious because (laughs) so many bands have Have accidentally said it during their bumper. They'll be like, Hi, we're Shell Corporation. You're watching Bridge City Sessions or something. (laughs) And they'll laugh and like, We have like all these outtakes. And uh, yeah, I even like, so that band, The Lucky Aegis. Yeah. They have probably done it the most because I think when they, it by accident, they just like really embraced it, and so they would just like it just keep growing, yeah, they, rolling, yeah. They just like it's so we call everything bridge shitty, um, like even our group chat. We have a group chat where it's it says bridge and then three poop emojis and then sessions, <laughs> and that's our that's our uh group chat like name, yeah, name, our, <laughs> our Facebook group <laughs> chat, um. Yeah, even my profile pic for a while, I uh I took like our main Bridge City logo and then I changed the font to say Bridge Shitty sessions, and then I put poop emojis over the <laughs> over the uh shitty. And that was like my profile pic for two years now. Nice. So. Dude are there any like bucket list bands that you would want to come through here? Definitely. Um we I mean every band that I love, I'm like, man, I wish that, you know, but um, one that we're like almost 100% sure that is going to come in is a Wilhelm Scream. Yeah. Uh, We had our uh, custom drum made by um, Nick Angelini, the drummer from Wilhelm Scream. And he came to Portland with the Descendants playing a show. Um, It was not too long ago, within this last year when they were on tour with Descendants. And Nick didn't have a drummer, or didn't have a drum set, and so I lent him mine. And uh, it was funny because he didn't have a drum set for Seattle either, and so my (laughs) uh, video editor, Doug, he lives in Seattle, so he let him use his drum set for Seattle, and then I let him use mine. Um, But when I was getting my drum set from him at the end of the show he talked to me and it was like yeah we talked uh, to your editor Doug in Germany cuz they were did a little show they were playing a big fest in um, Germany and they talked and uh, he's like yeah man when we come back through we're definitely doing a session and i just that's like i that's definitely my top in my top 5 yeah my like, hands down like Wilhelm Scream has definitely been a, a huge influence on on um, music that I really dig. Um, yeah, just right up there with like Propagandhi, Wilhelm Scream. All right, the, those are those are kind of some of my tops. Um, but yeah, uh, that that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna try to reach out to Motion City Soundtrack. They're coming to Portland in January of next year, so. Um, they've been a, um, a really big, uh, they, I think they disbanded or they kind of like, they're doing like a reunion tour or something. I don't know. They took a break. Um, it seemed like, you know, they weren't doing a whole lot, but, uh, yeah, they're coming back on tour and they're doing a, uh, full record, I believe. And yeah, I want to get them in. Mel Collins coming in like a week so or like, something. So what are you doing? You're just gonna like try to flood their email, come out, um, do this thing. I mean, what I usually do is I will, you know, look up any booking contact information that they have, and I will um, check and uh, and and email them through their booking email. Um, I'll try messenger. Some bands reply to that. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of bands are connected to other people that I know. So it seems like you know, like Melanchthon, for instance. I don't know them directly. I know Rev from Success and the Drowns. Okay, yeah. Um, he's done some guitar teching. He's done some touring with them. He knows them. Not even counting on him to hook it up, but. He would be, like, one of the first people I would ask, you know, for a melancholy reference. Um, And they've done some sessions, some acoustic stuff. And honestly, I think we would do a way better session than I've ever seen anybody do for them. them. So a lot of the bands that I reach out to, I, like, I'll look up the other sessions that they may have done or if they don't have a session at all. And I'm just like, man, I know we could do a really good capture because... I just know our crew, yeah, and I know what we we can do with sound. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah. So, um, you know, we've done a lot of fat records bands. Um, we've done a lot of bands that have been on like, you know, some subsidiary labels that are that are well known, but. Um, still haven't got that like that huge that, van, that you fucking know? that one right like, there yeah, like yeah like i mean there, White it's, whale yeah it's it's going to happen sometime i don't know who it's going to be if it, if nothing happens before a wilhelm scream it'll be a wilhelm scream that will definitely That'll take get it. Pe- get people watching yeah um i mean we have a lot of viewers it's just um really exciting to go for Bigger bands that we've been listening to for years. Yeah, I feel like now
0: is like the best time to do it. Also, just because you're right, you have a lot of viewers, you have a lot of subscribers that are just like cranking in, um, and quickly, by the way.
1: So, oh, well, how's my phone? Hmm. Whoops! <laughs> All good. Um, what would be like if you were to think of a, a band that was? Gonna be like a big time band for us to have in. What is there any that you could think of? Oh uh, man, the first one that just
0: comes off to my head. I don't even. I don't even know, because it seems like they're so. They, they do a lot, but then they do very little. Like probably like the Bronx or something. Okay. Cause that the, I remember seeing them. They did a show in Austin. It was just a improv. Well, it seemed like an improv show. They did uh, this place at the. I think it's called, like, the Thirsty Nickel or the Lucky Nickel. It's on 6th Street. And it's, like, at a... That bar is, like, not where the Bronx would play ever, Yeah, you know? Um, I guess, like, uh, some beer company had a contest going on, and one of the bartenders at that uh, bar, she won it. And so, like, it was, like, a, the prize was you get the Bronx to play at your bar. And I had found out, like, I think, like, an hour before they even were set before they even played and then we just happened to go over and and
1: see them play hmm. and it was pretty fucking rad yeah um yeah that we haven't hit the hardcore scene like super um heavy but we uh we've had a few heavy bands and uh yeah I'm trying to think of like a really good big heavy band that I would like to have in So, like, my musical taste, I go from, like, death metal to all the way to, like, you know, something that's, you know, heavy, like, uh, you know, like thrashy or grindy or something that's, like, maybe thrice where it's, like, melodic and heavy. Yeah. You know, like, I'd say thrice is probably one of my root bands that really got me um, liking the melodic punk and you know getting he- into heavy music and making it listenable for me mm-hmm. Thrice is definitely one of those bands and AFI I was an AFI oh, fan oh yeah dude me too yeah huge AFI fan um, Bad Religion definitely it was it was a big one for me Melancholin was a huge for me Alkaline Trio um, did you hear that new Bad Religion record? No, I you know, I don't know what to expect, so sometimes I wait on things like that. Cause it's like they're such a legendary band. Yeah. That I'm like, I better just wait until I accidentally hear something that I might like. <laughs> you know, if I accidentally hear something and I like it, then I'll tune in. But um Yeah, I um you know, I respect everything that they do, but you know, as they get super, super old, it seems like You know, things get a little more watered down a little bit. Um, And, you know, but I'm sure they have it in them. I mean, I'm sure they can... They pull together all original members for certain things. Yeah. And they just, they seem to make it happen. And uh, they're probably talented enough to play their whole fucking No Control album if they wanted. I'm sure, yeah. Um, So, you know, it's not like that shit's too hard, but... No, but it definitely
0: had, like, a pushing, driving yeah. force to it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, trying to think of something that, you know, one of these big bands came that came out with something that I really, really did like. Um, I actually dug the new Alkaline Trio record. Um, I gave it a chance a couple of days ago, and, uh, yeah, not bad. Um, it kind of reminds me of Good Morning... Um, I don't know if you're into them but uh, I still haven't checked that out honestly yeah.
0: I, I've been meaning to Alkaline's one of those bands for me it's like hit or miss well that's
1: the thing is like and so they uh, they had this like raw sound they did for, it was for super their, raw for their first you know couple of records yeah and then, and then you know it's like after Good Morning they had Crimson Crimson had like a you know had some good songs definitely but i that's where they started to evolve into something that just didn't have those raw elements you know stuff
0: let me ask you this though before you go like what would be like some of your guilty pleasure bands or even songs um bands that like i listen to or sessions uh no like Bands, like something you just like, man, I really don't want to admit that I like this. Dude, I Swift.
1: Dude, I love Post Malone. <laughs> I love that uh Justin Bieber record, the the one um purpose or whatever. Um I am not ashamed to admit that there are some good songwriting in other genres of music that are nothing like punk rock and I am comfortable enough to appreciate it for what it is and just you know I don't like everything that Justin Bieber does but <laughs> that that record has some really fucking good songs on it and you know Post Malone is I kind of like his story I like uh, his story
0: is pretty fucking rad I'll get, yeah, I, I do say that
1: yeah I kind of like his story and um I think some of his music's pretty well written um, you know I'm And I respect that he does a lot of it himself. I don't know where he is now with his productions and how produced it is, but...
0: Well, I do do know that he has, like, a big helping hand also, but I do know that the guy can actually, you know, put together the song himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least from what I've seen. uh, I don't know why. I even, like, stumbled one time. I I really wasn't looking for anything Post Malone or Sublime-oriented, but I think sometime it just kind of came up on my feed, and it was... uh, him playing with Sublime with Rome, and he was playing, they were playing uh, Tangeria, and he was, like, actually playing the solo part, Mm and I was like, well, fuck, man, look at that.
1: Dude dude can fucking play guitar. Yeah, and he he has no shame to admit that he learned how to play guitar playing Guitar Hero. Like, that's how he taught himself how to play guitar, was did that, and then he just picked up a guitar and just started fucking around and, and figured it out, and I respect him because he's also a producer. He, you know, he can produce other people's music, which is really respectable. Because um, it's hard enough to write your own music. That's good. <laughs> if you can, you know, uh, be a producer and help other musicians out. I mean, that's, that's what I like about working in the music scene. Is it's not all about me and creating something for me. It's I like to create for other bands and I like giving them something for a really super cheap rate and they can use that for all kinds of things a bandcamp release they can use it to send to other booking agents to get themselves shows they can you know have youtube videos for them for their channel because yeah. they don't have other content you know it's just there's so many ways to utilize this space that I just I'm passionate about it and i don't make that much it's not about making a ton of money it's just doing something that i love because at the end of the day i feel good you know when we shake hands with a band at the end of the session they're super stoked about listening back to the raw audio and they're you know super stoked about the whole you know interaction and that feels good. That's like the the best feeling about doing this is the interaction with the bands. Yeah, you know, and then being able to sit back and just watch these videos that we created is like it's a really rewarding experience. And and I'm glad, man. I'm
0: glad you feel that way because it's um, like what you guys are doing here, what you're doing for. I want to say just music and drum because you're not just sticking to like one type of genre, you know what I mean? You're getting all kinds of like hardcore bands or some hard and punk rock bands, street punk, you know, um, other genres of the punk rock, even acoustic acts now. It's, I mean, it's content for cheap, that good, good quality. And at some point someone's got to do it, you know what I mean? And it's cool that it's someone actually having the passion to help out the scene as much as you do. So... I don't know, man. I, I think it, I hope it doesn't go like unappreciative, you know? Yeah. Because um, I haven't even done it and I already like, I'm
1: like, it's super stoked about it. Well, I mean, I, I really believe in, in what we do because there's not a whole lot of overhead that goes into this place. So we're able to make it happen no matter what. We're not like, oh shit, we got to pay like $5,000 a month to, to do what we do. I mean, we don't pay um, a whole lot for this space, and so we're fortunate enough to not have all that overhead so we can keep our prices low for bands that come in. Because if we had this huge overhead, it would just be a nightmare to try to make bills every month. Yeah. Um, So we, you know, keep our prices low, and that keeps everybody coming and, and keeps our business rolling, and we're super stoked for it to stay that way. Like, I don't ever want to charge more than what we charge and I know that it's already like probably a little too cheap but um, I just feel like we can make money other ways and just keep sessions the same you know well yeah I mean you guys are doing
0: you're doing t-shirts out of here doing the recordings then the live session work also I mean it's a lot it's not just one thing which is really cool and also like what I want to do also like it's not just one thing whether you're playing guitar or playing drums or whatever like that's why I started branching out with the podcast and you know want to try to dabble into the live session thing also and you know because it's not just
1: about doing one thing you can't do one thing anymore you know well yeah you can't survive on one thing Um, even when I had a full time job 40 hours a week I always felt like I had to have some sort of side hustle just to make do you know and um, you know doing session work and and running this business it can be a little stressful at times because you're relying on you know booking musicians which you know it's hit and miss and you know like not a lot of bands need more than 50 t-shirts at a time right um, you know not a lot of bands might be coming in for sessions in a month you know like it's it's real hit and miss so you know having that side hustle is really crucial because uh you know we just we want to keep doing what we do with no bumps in the road, yeah, know? so that's most
0: important so uh so tomorrow i 'm coming in you're gonna do some songs you got uh like two other actors that you're doing also right
1: yeah, we got uh Jason um, from intuitive compass he 's already come in twice. He usually comes in with his wife and she plays accordion and she's got this, this little, uh, she's got these bells attached to this wooden plank on the ground and they all have different sounds. And so she'll play accordion, accordion sing and play these bells. Um, but she's not coming in and it's just gonna be him by himself, which is probably just a, a kick drum, tambourine, and guitar and mm-hmm. vocals and so it's just a solo guy and then we've got uh, you which is vocals guitar that's it that's it and then we're starting off the day with a metal band oh so yeah so there should be a metal band here um, and it's hard to pronounce their name it's a weird name oh I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it it starts with an A Um, but yeah uh, and then so you know the band Such Gold yeah that sounds really familiar okay so I'm gonna you're gonna have to follow this trail so the band Such Gold they're from New York uh, they've come in a couple of times their bass player John Markson really talented guy he's also a studio engineer um, he produced this uh, record for a guy named Brother Tiger and just super that sounds familiar too it's super catchy like just this slow mellow like the song that we all love the most is uh, just the super mellow so that guy's in town tomorrow he wants to come by and do like a song that song that we all love I think he wants to do that song and maybe a new song so there might even be a fourth guy but all he does is just plug in to like a stereo okay and he just does vocals right there's no band or anything um, but we'll see where he can fit in. As long as we get our priority sessions in, we're just gonna fit him in. How many have you done in a day? Um, I'd say three bands is is typically like our cap, but I think I think tomorrow might be our might first be the day. it might be the first day that we've done four.
0: Well, it seems pretty easy, though, because it's going to be one actual band, two acoustic acts, and then basically vocals. Yeah. So, so that's... If, there was any, if there was any, like, way to get four people
1: done, I figure, like, that's going to be the way to the, do it. That's you know? the easiest way, yeah. Um, yeah, we could do acoustic all day long. I mean, yeah. that's, that's easy. Um, but, yeah, um, that's our day tomorrow should be pretty fun yeah it sounds jam packed yeah I'm looking forward to it though because first band will load in around noon and we've got a big back line of stuff so it's you know totally yeah easy. I saw that bunch of stuff in there yeah so totally easy for us to just set them up and go and they're the only full band so it's, that day, tomorrow's gonna be cake right on
0: um, alright so one thing and I hate to put you out there but who would you say? I don't know. Say like top five sessions that you've done. Top five, if you if you if you if you want. <laughs> okay. Um. No, and also they don't have to go in any,
1: any order. Just. Okay. Um. One that I I I mean such gold. I fucking love such gold so much. Um. They just they have that sound that I really dig. They've come in twice. Love them. Um, La Armada um, came in from the DR. They're based out of Chicago. Um, that was a super powerful session. Um, Love pairs. Yeah. I and mean, we've had so many good bands, you know. It's like I'm connected to all, a lot of them yeah. in, in some way, you know, like even bands that may not be super big but i just really connected with like dfmk um there's you know bands from all over like uh yo tom when he's come in i absolutely love his songwriting and um i love useless id yeah um so yeah get dead um they're another band that i really dig i can't wait to get them back again Um. Uh, but just a weird one that, that my newest favorite is, uh, what was it? Shit. Tartar Control, sorry. Tartar Control? So, so we had this band, Tartar Control, in recently, and they're like two Mormon missionaries. At least they they act as, and they dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. have the robot. Yeah. And their songs are like, like, they have this stage banter where they're just like, You would never expect that the style of music that they're about to play is going to be like hardcore, like thrash. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're one of my new favorites. And then an old favorite, uh, nobody really knows this band. Maybe they do. They're called Kalululu. And if you ever go back and watch uh, one of their videos from our session, watch uh, a song called The Skateboard Song. Nice no skateboard song. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Those guys were like the first session that they had props, and they had all this like stuff that like we were not expecting. They had all these costumes, and um, they had TVs in the background, playing VHS movies. Nice. And, yeah, so it's a good one. I would suggest checking out Kalulu. All right. <laughs> Fuck, man. Nick, dude... Um... Thanks for sitting down with me, man. Let me do this. Yeah, thanks for having me. I talk probably a little too much when I drink uh, a lot of caffeine. Oh, yeah. This cold brew, I can just sit here and talk all day. Dude, I, like, need more coffee today, so. But I still feel pretty good, and I'm ready to go, so. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for having me, and, uh, yeah, look forward to... uh, hearing this when you have it ready. Yeah, man, it shouldn't be too long, so pretty uh,
0: easy, easy thing to get. Well, actually, no, it's not, actually. It's not easy to, like, get it edited and fucking put it together and stuff like that. It's actually, like... Because you want to make sure it's at least as best-sounding as you can. You know, sometimes that just, like, doesn't work on yeah. little things. Like, yeah. not the whole thing, but, like, a part here and there, and you're like, what the hell? So, and then trying to get rid of the background noise and all that other stuff. I don't know, yeah. podcast editing... Yeah, I will issues. But no, it'll 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 be done and, and I'll stand to you and right on. see what you think. Awesome. Well thanks again for having me. Yeah, man. I'm gonna check out the roof. All right.